welcome to Nerd Alert! Hey everyone, how's it going? So we are in our final installment of our series of doing the Myers-Briggs personality test for all of the Avengers, or most of the Avengers. We do say most, because we ha have left out a couple of people, but we did get the key Avengers. So we've and already Guardians. Yep, yep. We've already done the original Avengers, we've done the Guardians, and now... It's time for the new Avengers. Yeah, so just a few disclaimers to start off. Um, we weren't actually, we didn't end up covering every single one of the 16 personality types. We um, we ended up missing two of them, which we can get into later. But we were able to get through most of the characters, though. And so I'm so glad to be done with this, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of research and a I lot of headache and second guessing. For our last cat like round though, we ended up trying to choose like okay, which personality types haven't we covered, and do we feel like they're fitting for any of the new Avengers we haven't touched on yet? Yeah, seriously, it worked for a couple of them. Some of them we just kept backtracking. No, 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 that one sounds more. Like no, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well, we do know so and so is an introvert. We know so and so is an okay. Yeah. It, long story short, we did it. We did it, and we made some discoveries. So I first like to talk about Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon, a.k.a. best bro in the universe. He was the first one we started off with. He is an ENFP, extrovert, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving, also known as the campaigner if you look up the 16 personalities website. And so as we're going through this, we're like, campaigner sounds super fitting for this guy. We go through a couple more characters and then, well, well, well. Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, a.k.a. Father of the Year, is also an ENFP, a campaigner. Are we surprised? Mm. I mean, a little bit at first, but as we went through the as we went through the personality type description, we were like, this fits for both, actually, pretty evenly. Oh, yeah. So, get this. So, campaigners are described as warmly enthusiastic and imaginative, see life as full of possibilities, want a lot of affirmation from others, and readily give appreciation and support. Spontaneous and flexible, often rely on their ability to improvise and their verbal fluency. Which, come on, that, that alone has both Sam and Scott written all over it. Especially on the whole improvising. Especially for Scott's case. Ooh, though, Sam did have to do a lot of improvising during Winter Soldier after Bucky took away his wings, basically. Oh yeah, that's true. But like, in terms of verbal improvisation, that feels very Scott to me. Oh, big time. Anyways, the campaigner personality is often the life of the party, but they are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Which, well, duh. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate, campaigners are shaped by their intuitive quality, allowing them to read between the lines with curiosity and energy. So this part was very fascinating to me in terms of how I thought about Scott as a character, because, and it made me think of the, as you were reading it, it made me think of this moment in the first movie where he tells Hope, like, no, he's sending me, in, your dad is sending me in to do the job because I'm expendable. He doesn't care about me. Like, you know, he's just trying, he's trying to protect you. He loves you. It's, you know, it's not that he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about me. <laughs> yeah, because Hope's all pissed off. Like, okay, why'd you get the, this con man? Don't you trust me? I'm your daughter. And also I'm smarter than this guy. You know, she's taking personal offense, but... Nah, Scott, he knows the deal. He knows, like, nah, Hank doesn't want to lose his daughter to this, you know. I'm expendable. 
I'm doing this. I see what Hank's doing, even if he's not saying it. Yeah, it's that emotional intuitiveness that I had not, like, initially thought of him having. Um, and, yeah, until we were really getting into his personality type. And I was like, it'd be, I think partly because, you know, he's a little bit skittish and free-spirited kind of guy. That Like, emotional intuitive is not the first thing I think of. But, like, yeah. um, thinking about that moment, I was like, oh, no, no. He, he can really understand people and what's going on. And, like, like it says, reading between the lines. I feel like it's especially true, though, for Sam, especially in his line of work, doing oh, the group big time, therapy yeah. thing. And when he first meets Cap, and he's like, it feels weird, right, to sleep on the bed. Like, it feels like marshmallow now. They have that whole back and forth, and he gets it. He reads between the lines of he Steve. He does. He does. Just one look at Steve, and he knows this is a man who cannot sleep because he is not used to having such a soft bed. Yeah, and some of it's sheer life experience, but I think it's also just, like, having that, you know, being able to see people and read people. Yeah, that's why those two are good friends to begin with absolutely but anyways so if they've found a cause that sparks their imagination campaigners will bring an energy that oftentimes thrusts them into the spotlight but this isn't always where independence loving campaigners want to be campaigners need to know that they have the freedom to be innovative they can quickly become dejected if they get trapped in a boring role or baskin robbins oh poor baby Luckily, campaigners know how to relax, and they are perfectly capable of switching from a passionate, driven idealist in the workplace to that imaginative and enthusiastic free spirit on the dance floor. And just take a moment to imagine Sam and Scott on the <laughs> dance floor. It's, it's, it's a beautiful image. Being in the mix also gives them a chance to connect emotionally with others, giving them cherished insight into what motivates their friends and colleagues. They believe that everyone should... Take the time to recognize and express their feelings and their empathy and sociability make that a natural conversation topic. Campaigners are very emotional and sensitive, and when they step on someone's toes, they both feel it. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That makes me think of Scott in the second movie where, you know, he's hurt Hank and Hope, and it's like that feeling of like they both feel it. Like you could tell that he feels it, she feels it with, you know, their history and what happened. Yeah, just... You can tell he genuinely feels bad about keeping them out of the loop with mm -hmm. the whole Civil War thing. So that, yeah, that definitely is Scott right there. I haven't seen Sam do a big blunder yet, but we might later in his show with... Um, with Bucky. Yeah. And I cannot wait for that interaction, by the way. So, luckily, campaigners know how to relax, just like I said, and they're very emotional and sensitive. And when they step on someone's toes, they both feel it. Yes, we know. Campaigners will spend a lot of time exploring social relationships feelings, and ideas before they find something that really rings true. But when they finally do find their place in the world, their imagination, empathy, and courage are likely to produce incredible results. And why shouldn't they? It is Scott and Sam. Yes. They prize individuality and often consider the pursuit of happiness to be the highest priority in life, both for themselves and for others. They place great importance on personal freedom and self-expression and want to be able to go wherever inspiration leads. Yeah, I, I mean, especially that part about the pursuit of happiness being the highest priority. I think that's true of both of them, especially Scott. Like, I think wanting so much, that so much for themselves and for the people around them, just like, just live your life and do what you love and be yeah. with people you love. Like, that feels very much like their philosophy in life. Big time. Oh my gosh, yes. Even the title itself, Campaigner, there's like an energy to it and there's a sense of togetherness and wanting to do it with people that feels very fitting for both of them. Definitely, and it's no wonder those two have such a good rapport with each other and that they're friends. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. so beautiful. 
All right, so next up we have T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther. He's introverted, sensing, thinking, and judging, and that's the logician personality type. Funnily enough, he has the same personality type as Vision, which yeah. is surprising to us, but when we thought about it a little bit more, like, we ended up dividing that personality type a little bit yeah. to stuff that felt more fitting for T'Challa and more fitting for Vision on either side. So I'll, I'll do T'Challa first. Yeah. So logician. Yes. All right. So logician. They're defining characteristics of integrity, practical logic, and tireless dedication to duty make logicians a vital core to many families, as well as organizations that uphold traditions, rules, and standards, such as regulatory bodies, or king of Wakanda, as the case may be. People with a logician personality type enjoy taking responsibility for their actions and take pride in the work they do. When working towards a goal, logicians ha- hold back none of their time and energy, completing each relevant task with accuracy and patience. Which, yeah, definitely. I mean, I. this feels so true of him, particularly in the beginning of his movie, A Black Panther, you know? Oh, yeah. Very much bound by duty and tradition. There's, like, a beauty to it, you know, especially with all the rituals regarding the Black Panther title and the kingship yeah. and everything. And with Wakanda being cut off from the rest of the world and he, him kind of just upholding that because that's how we've done it. Yeah, definitely. Of course he changes his mind later, but that's, like... It's still something that I think he still overall would hold tradition very sacred. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so logicians don't make many assumptions, referring to instead analyze their surroundings, check their facts, and arrive at practical courses of action. Logician personalities are no-nonsense, and when they've made a decision, they will relay the facts ne- necessary to achieve their goal, expecting others to grasp the situation immediately and take action. When logicians say they are going to get something done, they do it meeting their obligations no matter the personal cost. Oof. Does that sound like our Black Panther or what? So intense, man. It's yes. such an intense personality type. I never freeze. <laughs> but he does. <laughs> to logicians, honesty is far more important than emotional considerations, and their blunt approach leaves others with the false impressions that logicians are cold. Nevertheless, logicians will find their stabilizing role as a tremendously satisfying one, knowing that they are part of a system that works. I mean, I don't really consider him, like, cold necessarily, but he is very much, like, regal and very yeah. much, you know, like, it's a little bit hard for him, I think, to express himself to Nakia especially, right? Oh, big time. So, like, you know, it, like, it, but it says false impression that they're cold, right? Like, it's yeah, something definitely. about him can be kind of standoffish or seem closed off, but it's like, no, it's not. And, like, he has that warmth. You see it in his interaction with his sister and stuff. Oh, uh, Yeah. So definitely false impression there, especially what we got from Civil War. That was definitely a false impression, not, a, not the best, but you know, it's fine. We know he's a sweetheart, at, and you know, that's all that matters. But anyway, Vision. I-S-T-J. Yo. Mm-hmm. Yo. Same personality type. Yeah. So apparently, he's still a logician, he's quiet, serious, earned success by thoroughness and dependability. Practical, matter-of-fact, realistic, and responsible. Decide logically what should be done and work toward it steadily, regardless of distractions. Take pleasure in making everything orderly and organized. Their work, their home, their life, values, traditions, and loyalty. Now, I know we don't get a lot of vision, but it's starting to sound like him, right? Yeah. Like, especially in the practicality and the orderliness and, like... Because 
I mean, at first I was like, ah, oh, are we really giving the logician personality to, like, the android guy? <laughs> but the thing is, he's he originates from, one, Tony and Bruce, who are very analytical personality types. Oh, big time. And from Ultron, who's also very analytical, and Jarvis, who is an AI. Oh, Jarvis, we miss you. Yeah, and they're very, like, all, all of them are, like, very straightforward, practical, like, no-nonsense kind of people. <laughs> yeah, so, makes sense, yeah. Logicians are responsible organizers driven to create and enforce order within systems and institutions. I think of this in Civil War. Big time. They are neat and orderly inside and out and tend to have a procedure for everything they do. Reliable and dutiful, ISTJs want to uphold tradition and follow regulations, which again, see Civil War. Logicians have sharp, fact-based minds and prefer autonomy and self-sufficiency to reliance on someone or something. They are hardworking and will persist until a task is done. They are logical and methodical and often enjoy tasks that require them to use step-by-step reasoning to solve a problem. And I see that when Vision tries to cook. <laughs> they are meticulous in their attention to details and examine things closely to be sure they are correct. With their straightforward logic and orientation to detail, ISTJs, logicians, work systematically to bring order to their own small parts of the world. Which, yeah, I can, that's, I can see that. Yeah, that's very fitting. I And, like, I feel like, yeah, it is hard to get a total read on his whole personality, but I think he does what he does because this is right. You know, this is how we're going to do it, and, you know, it's following A, B, C, D, you know, whatever. Yeah, basically. I mean, he does break out of that shell a little bit, um, partly because of his romance with Wanda, um, but I think on the whole, I still see him as a logician personality type. Yeah, even when they're on the run, I can see him being like, okay, this is what we're going to do to avoid detection, but still be romantic, you know? <laughs> yeah. But who knows, we might find more about him in WandaVision. That's true, I don't know, might have to revise my analysis of his character, we'll have to see. So, yeah. Alright, so next up will be Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. So, she actually, um, we found to be the same personality type as Natasha, which you can read that, or listen to that in our first episode. Um, yeah. So that's introvert, sensing, feeling, judging, ISFJ, the defender. We weren't totally happy <laughs> with the way we categorized Wanda. She sort of, I don't know if it was like that she defied categorization or that we just don't know enough about her character either, which I think both uh, are possible. Yeah. Um, there were some elements that I thought, like, were just so much more fitting for Natasha than it was for Wanda, but maybe it's just because I don't know her well enough. Yeah, who knows, but either way, this is what we got. Okay, so the Defender personality type is known as quiet, friendly, responsible, and conscientious, committed and steady in meeting their obligations, thorough, painstaking, and accurate, loyal, considerate, notice and remember specifics about people who are important to them, Pietro, the Avengers, Concerned with how others feel, strive to create an orderly and harmonious environment at work and home. Which is very funny, thinking about, like, comparing her to the logician <laughs> personality type in Vision. Yeah. Defenders take their responsibilities personally. Like, we both made promises. That's what she says to uh, to Vision. Consistently going above and beyond, doing everything they can to exceed expectations and delight others at work and at home. Though sensitive, and you could totally see that after what ha- went down in Civil War and the mistake she made. Like, you could yeah. see that she had that sensitive personality type. Um, but though sensitive, the defenders have excellent analytical abilities. Though reserved, they have well-developed people skills, which I found interesting, robust mm-hmm. social relationships, and though they are generally a conservative type, defenders are often receptive to change and new ideas. Which, and yeah, she definitely yeah. has a lot of transformations like that. 
in Ultron and in Civil War. Like, she thinks a certain way in Ultron, like, this is what it's about. This is who Tony is. This is who the Avengers are. This is what I'm supposed to do. And this is how I help the world. And that changes. And then, again, in Civil War, it's like, this is how I should behave. I should be boxed in. I am dangerous. And then she's like, no, you know what? I can't do anything about other other people's fear. I can only, you know, worry about my own. Yeah, she decides to get off her ass, so Basically, yeah. As with so many things, people with a defender personality type are more than some of their parts, and it is the way they use these strengths that defines who they are. Defender personalities are a wonderful group, rarely, rarely sitting idle while a worthy cause remains unfinished. Defender's ability to connect with others on an intimate level is unrivaled among introverts, and the joy they experience in using those connections to maintain a supportive, happy family is a gift for everyone involved. They may never be truly comfortable in the spotlight, and this I felt like really true for Wanda. Big time. And may feel guilty taking due credit for team efforts, but if they can ensure that their efforts are recognized, defenders are likely to feel a level of satisfaction in what they do that other many other personality types can only dream of. And this is the part that I thought, like, mm, is that quite like Nat? That I thought, ah, that, yeah. that fits for Wanda. That was yeah. the one thing I was like, mm, totally right. Yeah, so, not even, again, not 100% happy with that, but good enough no yeah i think i mean like after doing some more mulling over it and reading it over again now i'm like there are things that like you know feel like could very much be true um and she's very much that quiet conservative reserved type in a lot of ways but at the same time she's not like a stone wall or something and she's also (laughs) you know i feel like very logical and open to change and open to change her mind and like all this stuff that's like a little bit more fluid of a personality, and maybe that—that that is why. Because yeah. Natasha was hard to define too. So. Oh yeah, these women are complicated. <laughs> but hey, at least if anything, the defender role is very fitting because Wanda does nothing but defend That's throughout true. her entire role. Exactly. Anyways, up next is Doctor Stephen Strange. He is an E N T J extrovert, intuitive, thinking, judging, aka the Commander. And come on, the, the title alone. Title alone. Commanders embody the gifts of charisma and confidence and project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal. However, commanders are also characterized by an often ruthless level of rationality, <laughs> using their drive, determination, and sharp minds to achieve whatever end they've set for themselves. If there's anything commanders love, it's a good challenge, big or small, and they firmly believe that given enough time and resources, they can achieve any goal, which, dude's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Although, something that does occur to me right now is that he doesn't take on the most difficult challenges because he doesn't want to ruin his perfect record Oof. of his surgeries. But that's, I don't, that's more of a protection of his ego, in a sense, than uh, <laughs> feeling like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like he does, he is up to a lot of challenges. And, like, you know, when he loses his hands, basically you know, the precise function of his hands, though. He is very determined and, like, I will overcome these obstacles. I will be at your door every day, Ancient One, until I learn from you, you know. Exactly. Now, the thing is, this determination is often a self-fulfilling prophecy as commanders push their goals through with sheer willpower where others might give up and move on. Yep. Yep. There we go. There we go. At the negotiating table, be it in a hospital environment or buying a car. Is that, like, really, like, what it says? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Commanders are dominant, relentless, and unforgiving. If there's anyone commanders respect, it's someone who is able to stand up to them intellectually, who is able to act with the precision and quality equal to their own. 
Commander personalities have a particular skill in recognizing the talents of others, and this helps in both their team-building efforts since no one, no matter how brilliant, can do everything alone. And to keep commanders from displaying too much arrogance and condescension, which <laughs> dude reeks of arrogance and condescension for like the longest time. Still does, actually. Still does. At least he's toned it down. However, they also have a particular skill in calling out others as failures with a chilling degree of insensitivity. Yep. Yeah. Especially in a professional environment, commanders will simply crush the sensitivities of those they view as inefficient, incompetent, or lazy. Doesn't he, like, smack talk like the other doctors, too, in the first he movie? He does. He does. Just damn, man. To people with the commander personality type, emotional displays are displays of weakness. I can kind of see that. Commanders will do well to remember that they absolutely depend on having a functioning team. Not just to achieve their goals, but for their validation and feedback as well. Something commanders are, curiously, very sensitive to. That's... I've not seen that, but I want to. I really do too. I cannot wait till he comes out in the next movie. Just, oh my gosh. Commanders are true powerhouses, and they cultivate an image of being larger than life. And often enough they are. <laughs> they need to remember, though, that their stature comes not just from their own actions, but from the actions of the team that props them up, which, well, duh. And that it's important to recognize the contributions, talents, and needs, especially from an emotional perspective of their support network. If commanders are able to combine an emotionally healthy focus alongside their many strengths, they will be rewarded with deep, satisfying relationships and all the challenging victories they can handle. Okay, man. Start to make emotional connections with people. Ugh. We might not get it. But, you know, who knows? He doesn't feel like a team player, but they're literally teaming up with him up with Scarlet Witch, so who knows what that's going to look like. Wong likes him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 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 go, t go team. <laughs> but Peter Parker with him, and maybe he'll ease up a little. Maybe. Maybe. The Speaking of Peter Parker. The ball of sunshine. Yes. Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. I was so excited to do his personality type. I don't think we we ended up just like reading reading this personality type <laughs> and, and just like that's Peter <laughs> that's Peter yeah that's him so he is uh, ENFJ extrovert intuitive feeling judging and that's known as the protagonist personality type oh my gosh yes it's that already. already again what is it with these titles I know it's so perfect okay so I'll read this quote that that was uh, on the sixteen personalities website description of this protagonist personality type. Everything you do right now ripples outward and affects everyone. Your posture can shine your heart or transmit anxiety. Your breath can radiate love or muddy the room in depression. Your glance can awaken joy. Your words can inspire freedom. Your every act can open hearts and minds. What is this? Was this quote directly for Tom Holland Spider-Man or what? Or what? Because like, yes. 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 Your word. Your very glance can awaken joy. Like, <laughs> MJ's like, word. <laughs> <laughs> so, person uh, this personality type protagonists are natural-born leaders, full of passion and charisma, reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and to do good in the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With great power. People are drawn to strong personalities, and protagonists radiate authenticity, concern, and altruism, unafraid to stand up and speak when they feel something needs to be said. Oh my gosh. 
the interest protagonists have in others is genuine almost to a fault. Let when they begin. Yep. When they believe in someone, they can become too involved in the other person's problems or place too much trust in them. Um. <coughs> Mysterio? This, um. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. It sounds painfully familiar. <sighs> Luckily, this trust tends to be a self-fulfilling prophecy as protagonist altruism and authenticity inspires the, inspires inspire those they care about to become better themselves. Which, thank goodness, for the most part, this is true. <laughs> Protagonists are vulnerable to another snare as well. They have a tremendous capacity for reflecting on and analyzing their own feelings, but if they get too caught up in another person's plight, they can develop a sort of emotional hypochondria, seeing other people's problems in themselves, trying to fix something in themselves that isn't wrong. It's important for protagonists to pull back and use that self-reflection to distinguish between what they really feel and what is a separate issue that needs to be looked at from another perspective. Sounds like Far From Home for me, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, what specifically for you? Remember that one scene where Happy finally gets him after he's been emotionally screwed over by Mysterio, you bastard? Yeah. And, like, he's thinking, like, I can't do this, you know? And Happy's just like, well, what are you gonna do, you know? And, like, everyone's, like, pushing all this pressure for him to be Iron Man, you know, remedy the mistakes and mm. rise above. And, like, no, no, he's just neighborhood Spider-Man. Cool. You're right. Jets. He does internalize that. He really does. And so I think that moment where he's building himself a new suit in the jet with Happy just was like his way of being like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's assess the situation. Let's do this. So when I saw that, I was just like, yeah, that's yeah, that's. He takes it. everything so personally on others' behalf, and I'm just like, Peter, <laughs> don't don't carry Tony Stark's burdens, please don't, please no, no. not even Tony could carry them. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, thank you. And he did that mostly through alcohol. Oi. So no, no, Peter, don't do it. So people with a protagonist personality type are passionate altruists, sometimes even to a fault. Once again, and they are unlikely to be afraid to take the slings and arrows while standing up for the people and ideas they believe in. It is no wonder that many famous protagonists are cultural or political icons. Literally, that is Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> this personality type wants to lead the way to a brighter future, whether it's by leading a nation to prosperity or leading their little league softball team to a hard-fought victory. So pure. So pure. Such a wholesome spirit. I didn't even come up with that line, but it's so perfect. Like, it's like, from doing this big thing, you know, leading others to prosperity, this whole nation, to just, like, leading a softball team to victory. Which, come on, league. come on, can't, can't you see Peter Parker doing both? Yes! Yes. That's the thing. Ugh. And, you know, I mean, I think this personality type, it's, it's kind of interesting to talk about and think about in terms of other iterations of Peter Parker and, like, what personality types they would be. Because I feel like all of them are slightly, slightly different. Slightly, yeah. Like, Tom Holland is definitely a purer version of Spider-Man. But then again, this is a Spider-Man that's kind of barely starting out, whereas Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield kind of were thrown into grittier circumstances, you know? We got to see Uncle Ben die and all that. Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of uh, parts of the protagonist personality type that reflect on Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield version of Spider-Man, but for now, Tom Holland, MCU, Spider-Man is a protagonist... And all the reasons that we just spoke about is why. Yeah. So, yeah. Next up, we have Hope Van Dyne, a.k.a. The Wasp. E-S-T-J. Extrovert, sensing, thinking, judging. A.k.a. The Executive. <laughs> and I'd like to point out right here, right now, 
Again, the titles. Executive. Thank you. We found out that she and Rhodey actually share this personality type as well, which I'm like, yes. Yes, like after a moment of, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what we did was that we decided to take the parts of the executive personality that sounded like Hope and put it on one section, but the ones that sounded more like Rhodey, we put in his section. So they came from the same uh, website, but just different sections. But either way, they're both whew, executives that you do not want to mess with. So embracing the values of honesty, dedication, and dignity, People with the executive personality type are valued for their clear advice and guidance, and they happily lead the way on difficult paths, which, come on now. Hope will gl would have gladly taken over the Ant-Man thing in the first movie, and she does take over as Wasp in the second movie, you know? So, duh. Executives are aware of their surroundings and live in a world of clear, verifiable facts. The surety of their knowledge means that even against heavy resistance, they stick to their principles and push an unclouded vision of what is and is not acceptable. Their opinions aren't just empty talk either, as executives are more than willing to dive into the most challenging projects, improving action plans and sorting details along the way, making even the most complicated tasks seem easy and approachable. Which, come on, that has hope written all over it. Especially when she's working with her dad in the second movie about bringing her mom back, or even in the first movie when they're just trying to pull off that heist. Yes. However, executives don't work alone and they expect their reliability and work ethic to be reciprocated. <laughs> People with this personality type meet their promises, and if partners or subordinates jeopardize them through incompetence or laziness, or worse still, dishonesty, they do not hesitate to show their wrath. <laughs> Ant-Man in the Wasp movie. Just saying. This can earn them a reputation for inflexibility, but it's not because executives are arbitrarily stubborn, but because they truly believe that these values are what makes society work. Yeah, because I don't think of her as, a, like, a, necessarily a stubborn personality. No, she only comes off that way, but no, definitely not. She knows that the things that she's pulling up is stuff that we gotta consider and that we gotta do to get this done. Definitely. The main challenge for executives is to recognize that not everyone follows the same path or contributes in the same way. A true leader recognizes the strength of the individual, as well as that of the group, and helps bring those individuals' ideas to the table. That way... Executives really do have all the facts and are able to lead the charge in directions that work for everyone. Which, duh, queen. <laughs> then yeah. you got Rhodey. Yeah, so Rhodey's the same. Um, he's also the executive personality type, which, yeah. Are we surprised? No, no we're not. So, in his description, I'll go into it here. Executives are representatives of tradition and order, utilizing their understanding of what is right wrong, and socially acceptable to bring families and communities together. Demand for such leadership is high in democratic societies and forming no less than 11% of the population. It's no wonder that many of America's presidents have been executives. Rody for president, y'all. I mean, he was asked to, if he wanted to be president in the comics, so <laughs> casually. Strong believers in the rule of law and authority that must be earned. Executive personalities lead by example, demonstrating dedication and purposeful honesty and an utter rejection of laziness and cheating, especially in work. Oh my god. I just, like, reading this personality type, I'm like, is it po how is it possible that him and Tony are friends? But anyway. <clears throat> if anyone declares hard manual work to be an excellent way to build character, it is executives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ESTJs are hardworking traditionalists eager to take charge in organizing projects and people. Orderly, rule-abiding, and conscientious. 
Executives like to get things done and tend to go about projects in a systematic, methodical way, similar to the logician personality, which oh, actually I think yeah. we were debating on whether he was a logician personality too, wasn't, weren't we? We were thinking about it, but then we, as we read more of the executive, then we're like, huh, we might be onto something here. Yeah, so executives are the consummate organizers and want to bring structure to their surroundings. They value predictability and prefer things to proceed in a logical order. When they see a lack of organizations, lack of organization, the ESTJ often takes the initiative to establish processes and guidelines so everyone knows what ex- what's expected. And like, you know, him being in the military and being very dedicated to that, and then like yeah. secondarily being very dedicated to his role as an Avenger and like. You know, and his dedication to the Accords, at least at first. Wow, yeah. Executives are conventional, factual, and grounded in reality. For the ESTJ, the proof is in the past. What has worked and what has been done before. They value evidence over conjecture and trust their personal experience. Which, yeah, Yeah. roadie, definitely. ESTJs look for rules to follow and standards to meet and often take a leadership role in helping other people meet expectations as well. Which we have yet to see, but... Mm -hmm. They concern themselves with maintaining the social order and keeping others in line. And I think the 16 Personalities website mentioned that, like, they're common among the military or, like, that they succeed in those kinds of regulatory bodies. And, I mean, the only thing I feel like this personality type doesn't cover is his, like, sense of humor and sociability. Yeah. Yeah, but so far they've got everything pretty much in the money. I mean, I'm seriously thinking about Civil War, where he's, even though he knows that Cap and the others are inherently good, he knows, like, you guys are breaking the law. So, yep, definitely see that for Rhodey. He is an executive with Hope. Why haven't they been on screen together yet? (laughs) Yeah, that would be quite an interesting uh, combination there. So our next character is Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. She was tricky, but eventually we decided she was an ESTP, extrovert, sensing, thinking, perceiving, or the entrepreneur. Which was the same personality type as Clint, if you listen to our first episode. Yeah, like, it was really hard to figure her out at first because, like, it's just like, but maybe she's more like this, maybe she's more like that, and then once we kind of looked back at some of the other personalities we've used, we're like, you know, this makes sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, for her, it was sort of a challenge in the sense that she's only had one movie so far, and she didn't appear too much in Endgame. Yeah. And some of the knowledge that I brought to the table was, like, reading a little bit of her in the comics, but, um, you know, it it was a lot of back and forth for her as as well, but, like, I think once we got down to it, we're like, entrepreneur seems right. Definitely. Entrepreneurs always have an impact on their immediate surroundings. Laughing and entertaining with a blunt and earthy humor. Yep. Definitely. Entrepreneurs keep their conversation energetic with a good dose of intelligence, but they like to talk about what is, or better yet, to just go out and do it. Entrepreneurs leap before they look, fixing their mistakes as they go, rather than sitting idle, preparing contingencies and escape clauses. (laughs) Which sounds just like her. I mean, I really think of her as the leap before they look kind, and I think that's yeah. really got me about Clint, too. I was like, that's it. He's an entrepreneur just because of that. Definitely at least before she looks, if how she got her powers is any indication. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fast thinking, which I think is, is something they go deeper into the personality description. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs are the likeliest personality type to make a lifestyle of risky behavior. <laughs> <clears throat> they live in the moment and dive into the action. They are the eye of the storm. Like, literally, in her case. 
Definitely Captain Marvel. People with the entrepreneur personality type enjoy drama, passion, and pleasure. Not for emotional thrills, but because it's so stimulating to their logical minds. Which, you know, makes sense. She's a logical person, so spice it up a little. Yeah, no, I mean, like, when I think of her missions with the Kree, it was very, like, methodical, the way she processed stuff. Even when she was on her own, like, all right, let me take in information here, let me go here, and let me do this, like. Yeah. It's a very logical mindset. <laughs> they are forced to make critical decisions based on factual, immediate reality in a process of rapid-fire, rational, stimulus response, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes entrepreneurs' instantaneous observation and action is just what's required, as in some corporate environments, and especially in emergencies. Word. Mm-hmm. Also challenging is that to entrepreneurs, it makes more sense to use their own moral compass than someone else's. Rules were made to be broken, but if they minimize the troublemaking, harness their energy, and focus through the boring stuff, entrepreneurs are a force to be reckoned with. Psh, yes. With perhaps the most perceptive, unfiltered view of any type, entrepreneurs have a unique skill in noticing small changes. Entrepreneurs use these observations immediately, calling out the change and asking questions, often with little regard for sensitivity. Entrepreneurs should remember that not everyone wants their secrets and decisions broadcast. That's so funny. I could see her embarrassing her friend. What's her name again? Maria. Maria. I keep wanting to call her Monica, but that's her, her daughter. Um... <laughs> I could so see her doing that, like, just call her out, like, oh, oh hey, you know, she's checking you out, like, what? Shut up, Carol! You know? <laughs> if entrepreneurs aren't careful, though, they may get too caught in the moment, make things, t- uh, take things too far, and run roughshod over more sensitive people, or forget to take care of their own health and safety. Which, yeah, diving headfirst into a aerial battle where, you know, Jude Law just totally crashes her down... Entrepreneurs are full of passion and energy, complemented by a rational, if sometimes distracted, mind. That felt so right. It was like this odd combination of, like, the energy and excitement and passion and, you know, emotion. But at the same time, she, like, you know, is also very much a thinker. Like, she thinks about this and she thinks about that yeah. in some ways. Um, yeah. But it's, like, it's funny. It's, like, rational, if sometimes distracted. It's, like... I, I know. It's just, like... You know, I never thought of it that way, but man, that fits. Yeah. Inspiring, convincing, and colorful. They are natural group leaders, pulling everyone along the path less traveled, bringing life and excitement wherever they go. And that's her personality. Yeah. So, yeah, I I really found it so fascinating to see where the overlap was, even just in this bunch of, you know, bunch of kids and, <laughs> you know, comparing to them to what we know about the previous, you know, Avengers and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I just thought, yeah. So, I mean, my only regret is that we couldn't really cover all the personality types just by having so many characters. There was just, like, so much overlap. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, like I didn't really see anybody as ESFJ, which was the console or the INFJ, which was the advocate, which is our personality type. So yeah. I don't know what it says about us that we're just like, we just don't see ourselves like <laughs> in, any, in any of the characters. We'll remedy that one day. Marvel casting. Yeah, exactly. Right? They should cast us as the next, the next new Avengers or whatever. I don't know what my name will be, but it'll be awesome. And then we can finally say, oh, yep, we got advocate personality types. You're welcome. Yeah, it, it's just, like, I mean, console in particular, I don't know, both of them, like, none of them, like, really, like, sang to me as a per- per- particular character. Yeah. You know, that's what I really looked for. If it didn't make 
you know, at least 80% sense to me. <laughs> yeah, because there were moments where we were truly stumped and we were just like, um, this one? No. No. Consistently, no. no. Yeah. A lot of hard work doing these personality types. A lot of blood, sweat, tears. So, the I'll, I'll go over briefly the ones that we did choose to skip out on and I'll explain why. So we didn't cover Bucky, which that one felt a little bit thorny for me to cover because one, it was hard to categorize him because he was like he was sort of an antihero for a while, and then I think he would probably be considered a new Avenger at this point. Yeah. But like my thing was that he's harder to define in terms of personality right now because he was a particular personality type that I think I could define before he dies, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But, you know, he was, like, easygoing, he had this bright personality, and sort of smart, snarky, and also, <laughs> I, like, I feel like that element I could define. But after the brainwashing, and, like, him coming out of it, and coming back in, and going back at, you know, it's like, who is he now? Like, yeah. I feel like he's, he's definitely a different person now, you know, when I mean, that means a different personality type, and I'm just not sure what that would be. I'm not sure what parts of his old personality are left. Hard to say for the time being. Maybe the new show will give us a little bit. I think it will, and I sort of, I mean, I don't know if we could do a whole other episode just about Bucky or whoever we haven't done, you know, just, like, as a follow-up or something. But, like, right now, you know, with the knowledge that I have, I'm just not sure that I can categorize him. Yeah, it'd be too difficult at this point. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to him, maybe we won't. Sorry, Bucky. We love you. We truly do. And then, uh... For Loki, I know he's another huge character. He's not really, like, an Avenger or a Guardian or anything like that. But he's he, come up in more than two movies. He's, he's definitely an important character. Um, but, I mean, I think, again, I mean, he's getting his own show soon, so we'll find out more about about him as a character, as a personality type. And, like, also, I yeah, I just, like, I don't feel like trying to figure out the personality type of a sort of megalomaniac or just, like... The dude wanted you to kneel. I'm so tired, man. This is such a hard project. I don't have time for his bullshit. And Mantis and Nebula, they were like the new guardians, and I thought like, oh, maybe... No, I'm just so tired, and I just can't... Um, Nothing immediately jumped out for me when we were going through all the personality types for either one of them, and I'm just like... Yeah, they're both complicated in different ways. And Mantis is still fairly new, and Nebula, even though we're more used to her, she's still very complicated. Just damn, girl. Yeah, so it's... It's difficult to, to pinpoint for them, and I just, I wanted to focus on some more of the main guys right now. Basically. <laughs> main guys and girls, I should say. Um, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean, what what's your biggest takeaway? We come, we've come to the end of this, of this, you know, personality type series. It's interesting to see how it's not just one personality type to make a superhero. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that, yes, introverts can be a part of this. You got the ones who are more spontaneous, the people who think through things, the people who see patterns, the people who look at the facts. It's Mm -hmm. nice to see that there is a diverse group of heroes. I never really thought about it because, yeah, I knew that they're all different people, but sometimes you're like, okay, that's the leader, that's the guy who blows stuff up, that's the tough, complicated girl, which we kind of still got, by the way. Yeah. But it was very refreshing to see that we actually were able to find different personalities. It's nice, knowing that each kind of individual can be represented in superhero culture. And, like, I I acknowledge that Myers-Briggs is not the end-all be-all. And, like, you know, <laughs> you can't really 
shove someone into the personality type and that's entirely who they are i mean basically yeah. for every single personality personality type for every single character there were things that we kept and things that we didn't partly to save time so we're not here for three hours thank you but also because like we said repeatedly there were some things that were more fitting for certain characters than others and not everything was a total reflection on who they are as people and the way that they're written and all the different stories that we've seen them in all these different scenarios you know and we we can't read their minds so. Yeah, <laughs> characters, people in general, they fluctuate. They change in a lot of ways, and certain situations make them a certain way. So, yeah, like you said, we can't read minds, but we did the best we could with what we got. Yeah, it, it was just, like, a fun project for me, and I, I think it was, like, as a writer, I just found it so interesting, like, you know, really, like, digging into the meat of, like, who are they, why do they think the way they do, like, how do I, th- how I interpret them as a character, how do I perceive them and how does that influence me? Like on an objective level, what do I think they do and behave and think? Um, and then other ways it's just like, what do I feel like they would do? Does this feel, does this ring true? Basically, yeah. And sometimes when we would take the quizzes for them, sometimes they ask the weirdest questions. Like, do you think this person would have fantastical, nonsensical dreams? And it's just like, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> duh. And some of them were just like, do they even dream? What? Is it just nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too real. Yeah, we had fun, despite all the blood, sweat, and tears, and frustration, and ceiling staring, and dead-eyed stares in general. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was quite a journey, a worthwhile one, I think, and yeah. I'd love to play this back later when we have even more, you know, information from other movies and, and TV show iterations, and to see how that might, we might, hmm, I don't know, maybe one day we can do, like, a recap or see if we have any adjustments to our interpretations, but. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, or in one day maybe we can revisit some of the characters we didn't get to touch on because yeah. only so much time in the day, people. Just saying, just saying. We got other stuff to go on, too. We actually have a life. But thank you guys so much for going with through this whole journey with us. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, again, I would definitely recommend going back. It's um, fascinating. Yeah, and... I mean, I really, I really, I honestly re-listened to them a lot because I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this character. It's just so fun to think about them and talk about them. And Yeah, we got to know them a little better now. If anything, it'll help me in my fan fiction writing. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us at Nerd, Nerd Alert. Alert. Adios.